0: Welcome back to the Eyes Up Life podcast. I am Ben Granis. I am the founder of Eyes Up. Eyes Up is the mission to end distracted driving, promote digital wellness through a variety of means. It started as a 7,000 mile bike ride around the United States while fundraising for a nonprofit called Text Less Live More, and it's evolved into... A whole bunch of other good things, ranging from speaking to interviews to random conversations on the side of the road and everything in between. By now, the IZEP Maxis series has wrapped up. I can't believe it. Time really flies by. We've seen and heard 21 interviews that all took place one year ago and have been rolling out throughout the course of the year. And this week we have a bonus episode. I had a conversation with Eric Letterer recently following meeting him in the middle of Iowa this July on Ragbri. Ragbri, if you don't know, week long bike tour across the state of Iowa going from west to east. This year was the 50th anniversary of this big festival on wheels where there were over 30,000 people riding each day in this peak of summer heat all sorts of good food, good people, good music, just great times all around while riding through some of the most beautiful parts of central United States. I met Eric about halfway through Ragbrai. Our good mutual friend Quinn connected us when he saw that both of us were riding in Ragbrai. I was just doing Rag Bride's a one-off bike tour this summer. Eric, on the other hand, was about 6,000 miles into his own journey that started in Southern California, went up into Canada, meandered through the West, and then made his way east to New York City. He'll talk more about that, but Eric was riding to raise awareness for athletes with disabilities for a foundation called Achilles International. He's also fundraising for them and has made some excellent progress so far. He's still working at it. I will leave links to donate to his cause in the podcast notes as well as a way to get in touch with Eric. He has deleted social media, but he's still available via email and is such a good guy. I'm really glad to have met him and had this additional conversation. We had a pretty lengthy conversation on Ragbrai on a nice hillside right by where we were camping overlooking this city of people that had just arrived on bikes. It's quite a sight. The entire event is hard to describe and I just recommend everyone whether you like riding bikes or not, to go be part of Ragbri, whether you're a support vehicle or you're riding your bike, it doesn't matter. The experience is fantastic. And the folks in Iowa are just so happy to host this huge volume of people, show them a good time, show them their local foods, their traditions, and just the, the, the kindness and happiness that they share. So without further ado, enjoy this conversation with Eric Letterer, and we'll talk to you at the end. Ciao. Done. Eric. What's up, man? What's going on, dude? Dude, not much. Uh, Oh, my God. You don't have any hair.
1: I know. Anywhere. Different man. (laughs) But, dude, how are you?
0: I'm good. I'm pretty tired actually. I went for a a long hike yesterday in the Adirondacks. Uh, I got back late last night, so kind of recovering from that. But can't complain. So yeah, where in
1: the Adirondacks were you?
0: I was uh, in the high peaks. uh, Are you familiar with? Well,
1: I only know like Lake Placid, really. Okay,
0: I was south east of Lake Placid by a bit, but I could see Lake Placid from. Yeah. To be top.
1: <laughs> yeah it's so it's so beautiful out there especially yeah. is it are the colors uh in bloom right now
0: they're past peak they've gotten a lot of rain so a lot of the leaves have actually fallen down already wow. so it wasn't the best but i mean still there's still a decent amount down low yeah yeah, yeah. It's, there. Oh, how's uh how's boston you're in boston right
1: Chicago, Chicago, Chicago. Oh yeah, that's yeah, right. that's right. That's oh right. no, uh, yeah, it's good, man. School's good. It's been nice to like, just have something to keep me busy, pretty much. You know, <laughs> it's like after these trips, it's. I I was a little concerned of like, you know, what's what am I gonna do and all that, and it's just been nice to like. Have classes, and I am trying to figure out my next thing for jobs too so that's just so,
0: yeah what's your timeline cuz you have a two years or yeah what? the program
1: is 2 years and then like i'm basically there's an internship like a summer break where you are supposed to go intern somewhere so i'm trying to f- figure that out now and it's kind of funny like everyone here is probably like 70% of the students are like going after investment banking or like consulting jobs and i'm i'm not going that path so it's kind of like it's it's just to the point of uh doing these trips and being your own guy it's kind of been funny to be like just so directly see people being in the herd you know and trying to
0: yeah, I was just reading your uh yeah. the article on O six eight eight oh uh oh nice man from the summer and uh your your line about jumping off the hamster wheel. I'm like immediately thinking about yeah.
1: that. <laughs> yeah, I know for sure. Like people are I mean it's like everyone's got different kind of different way of life and what they're they value and stuff, but I think like for me it's always been important to at least like more recently been important to carve your own path and it's you know, just do my own thing, but, uh, might work out might not, but we'll see. So
0: So what are you looking at then? For Well,
1: I think I'm, I'm interested in the, uh, movies and TV and like entertainment industry pretty much. So I'd love to go out to LA. I'm sure you've probably like, I'm, I'm interested in it more broadly, but I also love like kind of somewhat related to these big adventures. Like I love um, all those like climbing hiking movies. Like there's this guy. Do you know who Jimmy Chin is? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like in that vein, like we're both probably very into that kind of world. And so I feel like being on the business side of something like that would be awesome. I, I definitely don't think that will be like the first job that I get, but that. Seems amazing, you know. Like to just help those awesome, like inspiring stories get told, and then I like other kind of dramatic stuff too. So,
0: right, yeah. Well, that seems like a good way to blend what you're working on, but also what you've learned from the last handful of years about yourself.
1: For sure, yeah. I mean, it it all sounds good and feels like the right thing to be doing, but there's also the rea- the reality of like every day you know like figuring out like how am i gonna how is this gonna work but i guess that's part of the fun of it too you know
0: yeah totally Um, so you're you're in an mba program right or
1: yeah yeah it's a two-year mba program it's like full-time uh everything's pretty good man like the I don't know. I I was a business major undergrad too, so it's like some of the stuff, the class stuff is a little repetitive. But I feel like I'm I'm here mostly just to like meet people, take some time to keep like exploring what I want to do, and not not necessarily for the classes and stuff. But the classes are too. So
0: yeah. Well, it's got to be a big shift from riding your bike all through the spring and summer. Yeah,
1: (laughs) and different. But I meant very much in the honeymoon phase of like being back in domestic life which i'm sure you can relate to
0: yeah yeah well what was the transition like after because you finished in was it september or august uh yeah i finished august i finished august 30th i think
1: so i basically like went home to florida for like a week and just kind of relaxed like with my parents and stuff. And then the next week school was starting. So I had to move in and I don't have, like, I'm kind of been in a phase of my life where I have like no stuff, you know? So for better or worse, like it was great when I left, I didn't have anything to be like, Oh no, like, what am I going to do with this? cheap stuff i own you know but now it's like on the flip side when i'm moving back and just trying to settle down somewhere it's like well i need to buy all new stuff and like be a normal person again you know so um i had to do that for about a week but yeah i mean now i'm kind of settling into it and it's been good i'm I'm definitely enjoying it man but how about you how's uh how's post rag bride life been it's been good.
0: It's kind of crazy that it's been. It's only been two months. Yeah, dude. Time flies, man. Time flies. Well, it feels like it's been a lot longer, but also, yeah. not. You know, dude. I I feel you. Time's... Um, it was a good end of the summer. I was in Colorado for about a month after Ragbri. Mm-hmm. Uh, I stayed with Riley, who you met. You met yeah. Riley, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um and stay with him for like 10 days and then I was staying at a friend's house in Boulder for two weeks or so um Weren't which you in great. huh are you in Idaho as well? Yeah I was in Idaho after that for just over a week yeah so I did a, a bike race out there but flights were cheaper so I stayed longer because yeah. <laughs> it was over Labor Day weekend That's um nice. and that was beautiful too so it's been, I feel very grateful to have been all these places uh, after RAGBRAI. Yeah, and, man. And I was actually in Kansas for two weeks in September doing some yeah, speaking. Yeah, how'd the
1: speaking go?
0: It was good. Uh, mm-hmm. It was totally different. The first couple of days were a, an adjustment for sure because it was just like jumping into this new routine. That was it, basically it, – there, there were regional conferences, so there were eight of them. And every day was basically the same cookie cutter, uh, like structure and, um, agenda for the morning. So once I got the, you know, like the routine down, it was pretty smooth sailing, but it was like, Oh, I am speaking in front of hundreds of high schoolers and middle schoolers for an hour every day. And that's an adjustment. (laughs)
1: That's, that's super cool though, man. I'm sure that was, it
0: was really fun. Uh, you know, and getting to talk to some of the kids afterwards and, you know, just hearing a little bit about their experience was neat because they're living in the dead center of the country and have like you know, way different contexts on everything, which yeah. is yeah, which is so, neat. You, you think you inspired any of them to do a
1: big bike tri- bike tour? I don't
0: I don't know about that. It seemed like some of them were convinced to uh drive safer or get their parents to drive safer. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's the overall goal, yeah. uh, although okay. I did talk to a couple kiddos who uh, were cyclists, which I was kind of surprised about because I, I I didn't know anyone in high school who was into cycling. I don't know about you, <laughs> but it's like not a thing in where we were from in Connecticut. No, sir. No, sir. So I didn't realize that you're, you probably mentioned this at Rag Bride, but your folks moved to Florida?
1: Yeah, they're in St. Petersburg, so it's... Uh... okay. Yeah, so it's it's always been kind of nice to go down there and just to hang out
0: when it's... How uh, long ago did they move?
1: Yeah, a few years ago, like maybe three or four years ago. So especially now I'm in Chicago, it's great to like have somewhere to...
0: Yeah, especially once... It, uh, well, I mean, it's getting colder now, but as it yeah, continues to the weather, get colder. <laughs> the weather
1: sucks, man. It's, it's a great well, it's city. It's
0: fine now, right?
1: It's fine now, but it like... Basically, when it rains here, it's just like cold, consistent rain all day. It's not like in Florida, they'll get rain, but it'll be for like an hour or two and that goes away. Right. Here, it's just like you get this torrential downpour and it just like doesn't stop. And it's really annoying. Uh, the we- Yeah, the weather here is not good, but the city itself is great. I love it. I I, I am very happy so far, so. But, have you yeah. made some
0: friends with the program or in the program?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I mean, they, they do a really good job of like just facilitating all these relationships, just like new It's everyone's in, the, it's kind of like going to college again. It's like, like undergrad, um, where everyone is just kind of like eager to meet people. And yeah, I mean, people are pretty open-minded too. And gen- genuinely, some people have been pretty interested. It's also kind of weird about like, how do you talk about, you know, doing something like what we've done? Like, it's like you don't want to be. I try not to talk about it that much. Honestly, I try to just like have it be an interesting thing. That, like, if it comes up, it comes up. But I'm definitely not like,
0: hey, look at I'm me. <laughs>
1: I just rode my bike seven thousand miles across America because like nobody likes. It's just like I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy. You know. Um, well, has
0: it so has it come up naturally a few it times ha- it has
1: you know but like but it's 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 kind of like we'll just be like how, what did you do over the summer like there's it was kind of interesting like there's this like business school is for a lot of people just like time off that they haven't taken before a lot of people that like were in the corporate world or whatever um and it's just a t- kind of time to reset um and so they do a lot there's a lot of like organized travel what, what like one of, one of the big ones happens like big trips is like during over the summer and so i couldn't do that so like a lot of people had met each other through that mm. but i got there and it's like i didn't know anyone i mean I, I did i didn't know that many people and like yeah so people would ask like did you go on this trip over the summer i'd be like no and sometimes they'll be like, why not? Oh, I'm like, well, I was doing a big bike trip. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, I'm sure you've probably experienced a similar thing where it's like it comes up and it's awesome when it comes up, but you don't want to be like annoying about it.
0: Yeah, I'll never lead in with it. It <laughs> yeah. just I, that is not my personality yeah, and it's not yours. Sure. Uh, yeah,
1: exactly. It's more it's more. I would say like, it's more about how you do what you do than what it is you're actually doing. You know, it's just,
0: yeah, totally. So yeah, wait, so when did you think of the idea to do this bike trip? Because I know you, for the last several years, you've been doing some really awesome traveling generally. So I guess talk about that first and then why pivoted to doing this
1: okay so my yeah i guess my my you were asking like my background with traveling i was kind of thinking like structuring my thoughts about um the lead up to the trip is really kind of twofold like there uh, was like an endurance athletics part of it and then a traveling part of it and bike tours are like a really great blend of those two things um and on the endurance sports side, like I basically I got involved doing I had no background whatsoever. Like I grew up playing football, which is very anaerobic, and I just like never ran or anything. Then I started doing, I did sign up for half marathon in 2017 when I like just graduated college. And it was just like a this seems like I, I don't I honestly in hindsight, like don't even know what compelled me to do that. I just did it and it was super slow like oh like I don't even know what the pace was it was horrible uh it was at least like re- everything's relative but I think I ran in like two hours and 11 minutes or something so it was, re- it was for me it was really slow um you know I've gotten faster but from that I just kind of caught the bug like I um started volunteering with this organization called Achilles International which um, helps athletes with disabilities. So that was like a natural way to continue this, the progress from this half marathon I did. And then I put my name in on the wait list to, do, to be a charity runner for that organization, not thinking anything of it. And then of course, like I got called off the waitlist. So I raised like a couple grand to go run the New York marathon in 2018. Um, I bet that was also extremely slow. I was like four hours forty six minutes for that. Um, and then but you did it, but I did it.
0: Right? <laughs> That's a huge was, thing to do.
1: Yeah, and then I was like, yeah, like I could do a marathon. I could do anything. So naturally, I guess my my mindset for these things is just like, just in general, for whatever reason, it's just like go big or go home. And I was like, all right, now I'm gonna, now I'm gonna, uh. Do an Iron Man just because I had heard like some guy basically Yeah, so I I did I signed up to do this Iron Man, I heard a guy in my office talking, like saying that he knew someone that did Iron Man's and they were crazy and like ate a bunch of like ate ice cream for breakfast and kind of stuff, just to like fuel themselves. And I was like, Well, just the way these things work, like just little like nudges where you hear something like that and it just somehow resonates so i was like i'm gonna do an iron man and so i signed up for like placid in 2019 like right after doing the marathon in november of 2018 and i was working in banking and like had a really just like busy schedule and didn't give it just didn't give the training the kind of like respect that it needed and uh and like sacrifice that it needed i probably trained at most like 10 or 12 hours in, in one week which just like for some people i don't know would be okay but like i just genetically am really slow and not good at endurance sports so i need to train a lot and um i totally just like just Screwed that up. Like I, I didn't finish. I got what's called hyponatremia, which is like when you drink too much water, you basically like flood your blood cells, and you can die that way. And I, I like was five minutes too slow on the bike course, cut off, and like basically collapsed at the end. And like they took me to the medical tent and like took my my a uh, blood sample and told me like yeah, you need to eat. Only salt, or like do not have water for the next day. Only eat salt, just drink salty stuff, and eventually I recovered. But that had kind of planted this seed of like, all right, I I gotta like, like I'm not like I just maybe I have whether it's ego or whatever is like I, I'm not gonna just not finish this. Like I need to come back and uh and and do this. So I did that. Uh, lot I guess like a year and a half a year and and some change ago now like in 2022 I came back to Lake Placid and I finished so that's kind of like the endurance sports piece of it um i like I like triathlon I was like you know got the bug I was like I just want to keep going and I'm not very good at biking yet like know i want to see what's there so that's that's just my endurance sports kind of background and then for the traveling part of it which is another piece like i basically i i grew up um you know not not being outdoorsy whatsoever um my family was not into it or anything like but i did my grandma was really into traveling like she went to every continent and would always just, she was just like a really great wise person. And she'd always be like, just, she, just it just, it was one of the more like joyous things that she did in her life. And she'd always kind of like tell her grandkids about it. And like that just resonated, I think with all of us, at least with me, definitely. And I was like fortunate enough to study abroad when I was in college so like I went to Europe a couple times and basically had like the time of my life traveling. Um, I also like there's some personal, like on a more personal side, like I've I've never re- like I think Americans we have a pretty uh, many many Americans have a, a somewhat distorted perception of travel being something that is for rich people for for lack of a, a better way of putting it it's like well like you you travel therefore you must be rich or like you're privileged or whatever and i totally recognize like just the gift that it is to be able to go do a long trip and go see the world and stuff but at the same time like not all travel has to be this like totally consumer centric view uh or perspective of like you need to go to like the most fancy schmancy places and be in resorts and everything like that is actually something that's never really appealed to me i've always liked to just get off the beaten path and go to crazy places Look, you know keep it keep it as cheap as i can and um yeah so i basically you know i I kind of budget traveled my whole life like when i was in uh in europe like i'd stay in hostels and stuff and you know eat ramen and all that kind of stuff um and so that yeah basically then i started after graduation i like went into investment banking which was super busy um i don't regret it all i think some people like banking gets a bad rap a lot of the time for obvious reasons but a, a good thing about it is that it pays really well. So if you can basically just kind of like trade your trade, some time for money, basically <laughs> like I, and, and another thing was like, I was super fortunate that my parents paid for my, my school, my undergrad. So I was basically like, I felt like so lucky to just have this job where I was making a lot of money, you know, it was good experience too. But like, I just, I had this travel bug and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to save up, like ride, my, ride the two years out, enjoy it. And then hit the road. And I basically, I booked a one way flight to Russia um, in this would have been at the end of 2019. Like, and this lines up with the timeline of the trying to the Ironman. It was like, I'm going to do this Ironman. I'm going to like get promoted and I'm going to, take off and do this one-way flight to russia and then travel from there basically um but yeah basically then i i took off i didn't i didn't do i didn't finish the iron man as i mentioned um but i did i booked this flight to russia and i had a basically a year around a year of just like unfettered exploration but like by conventional means like planes trains and automobiles and it was amazing i mean it was like truly a journey of a lifetime Um, and just i don't know i think just really ingrained in me that like go do the crazy thing like go like there's no like there's no i mean there there's you shouldn't be afraid to just like go off and do crazy stuff. If, if if it's really um what you feel like is meant for you to do in the moment, like, because I basically I came back from that trip. And I think a lot of people perception would be like, geez, that's so risky. Like you had a good job. Like, you're just going to put that all throw that all away. And then when I got back, it was like, that actually ended up playing playing really well because a I just felt like life is short and you got to enjoy it while you can like you never you never know like if if something happened tomorrow or today like it's just a YOLO thing like what like how would you be happy that you did this trip I mean all things considered like I was didn't have a very serious girlfriend at the time it was too early to like make sacrifices for any kind of relationship I would have been in it was just like time is you know time, you just gotta enjoy your youth and go for it and like it was amazing and so I got back and that I think really helped me even from a career standpoint of like you're not just uh ever, once you do one of these big trips like you're never at least like at that age, it was, it felt like you're not just the same person. You, you, you're never going to just be another sheet of paper or perceive yourself that as like a sheet of paper in a big stack. It's like, you know, that you're a little different, which I think is great. Um, I think it's great to have that kind of confidence that like, you can go do something completely insane and have a, like, totally like normal, successful, like quote unquote corporate life. And in, in some aspects, you might even have more success because of the risk that you took. You know, I think, and in, in, in one of the realizations I had from that trip was like, it's actually a risk in itself to not, not take a big risk, right? Like if you just don't step off the path assuming you have a desire to, if you just have this latent desire that you never pursue, if that just, I think if that just accumulates over many years, you can, there's definitely the possibility that you wake up in your mid forties or however, at whatever age. And it's like, well, I don't really know like who I am or like what I've been doing for the last 20 years, you know, something like that. So that i think on the kind of travel slash work side aside from the endurance sports was like definitely laying the foundation for this trip and then i think really i i basically after after that trip i moved to austin and i took a job had an amazing time for a couple of years and then that had kind of run its course and i was ready to hit the road again and i had applied was to that before.
0: also in the the banking world like a similar like kind it was yeah, final
1: it okay. was a finance job for a legal tech company um and it was it was a great experience I mean have you been to Austin no yeah it's it's amazing I think you'd love it it's like just very outdoorsy like progressive place people are just generally very happy there I think um not everyone but I was and <laughs> cool. a lot of, yeah a lot, a lot of people I knew I mean it, it tends to be a little bit of a bubble like it's just this super happy place I thought and I loved it um had an amazing time there but I kind of I think it was like thought about this a lot while like maybe toward the end of there is like do you have this idea of like I could just be here and be happy here forever probably but it's like do you want to choose like kind of a happy life or do you want to pursue something that you feel is like or or are you going to be drawn to something that you feel is like more meaningful you know I, I like that's something that i think i have have definitely battled and just struggled with is like i'd maybe i'd be a lot happier if i just like didn't didn't complicate things with doing crazy trips and stuff um so but i ultimately decided like you know what i'm really happy here but i've got this itch that i need to scratch as far as traveling and this endurance sports stuff so again like i can't really directly pinpoint how the bike trip started but i do remember my earliest memory of hearing about bike tours was my roommate when I was living in New York, this guy Andy, he was like applying to law school and he was like, I'm maybe gonna ride my bike across the country before law school. Uh as like part of backroads. Are you familiar mm-hmm. with backroads? Yeah, he was like applying to be a leader on a backroads trip. And I knew nothing of it. And it just it was one of those things, just like that guy like sitting in the office talking about those Iron Man people. It was like kind of just a throwaway thing that like somehow fate had it that it just
0: stuck in my mind it was like i gotta do this like i'm doing like and also probably just reminding you that you can do something that's so atypical yeah no a hundred percent
1: and like i had already had this confidence of like coming back and kind of reinserting myself into the corporate world after that extended time off before. So I was like, you know what? Like, I got to go for it again. Like I'm, I'm just, I got to do it. I, I was applying to business school. I was basically on the wait list at all these schools I'd applied to. Well, all three of these schools. And I was like, we'll see what happens with the wait list, but I I got to do this. Like I put the two years in, in again like felt like I ha- had a good career experience. I got, w- got what I wanted from work and it was ready to go. Like mm-hmm. it, it, basically, so I, I quit my job and then a couple weeks later, I think I, I ended up getting into school, which was like a big sigh of relief because it was like, all right, now I have a, an official date that I have to like be back pretty much like be back uh, for the start of school and I can work backwards from there and plan this trip. And so with that in mind, I knew I had like about five little five months and some change to like play around with and like to the point of just like go big or go home. I was like initially saw the Trans Am route through ACA, which is the Adventure Cycling Association for maybe any listeners that don't know. But yeah, they've got this great Trans Am route. It's typical Trans American bike route probably the most well-trodden route. And I initially thought like, okay, I'll do that. But then I realized like that, I had a couple more months that takes usually about three months and I had five. So I was like, let's just get creative and start patching. Like what tour of America is complete without seeing the Pacific and like really squeezing the most that you can out of like the West. So I just started patching their routes together pretty much and ordering like a bunch they have paper maps that are really helpful ordered a bunch of those and from there i just got into my i got on my i'm kind of a, a, a big excel junkie with my old jobs and stuff so i just put everything this big plan into excel of like this is how i'm gonna do it and uh planned it all out and then yeah i mean i figured like trans am ends in dc so i first thought i'd end there but then i was thinking more as like well i have a bunch of friends and family in new york so and there's inevitably going to be some pretty shitty times out on the road when you're just like i don't want to like this is just brutal like it's i'm in physical pain mental pain everything And I always felt like if I had something to look forward to in New York at the end to see this, like have this big gathering of family and friends, like that would be really helpful for those kind of dark moments. And so I figured like there was this bar called the Fish Market that my buddy had told me about. I'd never even been there. But like my friends and I were big, we're big partiers. Like they're big, like fans of dive bars, this kind of thing. And this place just has this reputation, this like cult-like reputation of like being an amazing place to like go have a big party. And so I was like, you know what? We're going to, I'm going to try to end this trip at this bar called the fish market in New York. And hopefully like all my friends will be there. Maybe some family will be there and I'm going to call the bride operation fish market for that reason and uh yeah i mean that was kind of the whole plan i was ready to go i didn't i had no idea if that was actually going to work if i had like been off more than i could chew as i had done uh with that iron man but i just had a plan and was like we'll see if i can get to the fish market five months later and it all worked out man i mean everything in between like ragbri I had plans it like all of it it just somehow worked out I mean of course there were kind of twists and turns along the way but I mean generally speaking like to think I just can't even believe it worked out as well as it did like five months I mean think about how much how much can happen in five months that can just... how much can go wrong <laughs> exactly and how much did go wrong and it still worked out um i mean like seriously like to have no one like no extenuating circumstance for that whole time to like take me directly off of that path like and it wasn't i didn't follow like to a t the plan i had made beforehand i definitely i changed it up actually quite a bit but Broadly speaking, it was a similar with the same like big milestones followed, like Brag bribe being one of them. And it just it worked, man. And it was it was magic. It was uh it was an- another ride of journey of a lifetime for sure. Um that and and the the trip I'd taken previously are two two experiences that um Diff they're they're very different i'm it's hard for me to say what's one was better or worse very different but you know i think back on i'm i just turned 29 and i'm thinking back on my 20s and everything i mean i've basically been fortunate enough to spend like half of my 20s working and doing career stuff and half of them and half of it just exploring man being a student and Traveling the world and doing this this crazy stuff, and I feel like the life that I want to have in my thirties, forties, fifties, and beyond—if I'm lucky—it's like to just have this foundation of adventure that I've had already. It's like it's it's been a dream. It's been a dream, man. I'm I'm so so fortunate to have been able to do this stuff. And if I'm not able to travel for one more day of my life or do any Anything that's that exotic, like, I'm so at peace with that just because of, like, the opportunities I've had these last uh, handful of years, so.
0: And opportunities that you've made for yourself, you know, just, like, you going out of your way and taking those leaps. Yeah,
1: I think it's definitely a combination, right? It's, like, you got to A, of course, I mean, 99.9% of people, I, I don't think, we're given circumstances where you could even dream of doing something like this. But of course, there's the small bit of like, oh well, you gotta have the courage to go do this fun bike trip, you know. And it's like, I mean, and it is mostly fun. Like
0: I think, like,
1: of course, there's some crappy times, but
0: but overall, you're still yeah, on a bike. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: not like you're you're coal mining every day, you
0: know. You're
1: riding a bike. True. <laughs> yeah, so that was kind of, I mean, that was kind of like the the lead up to the trip. And yeah, I mean, the trip itself is like a whole, a whole nother can of worms, you know?
0: Well, yeah. So how much, how much biking experience did you have? I mean, obviously you were doing the triathlon thing, but how much, uh, longer distance bike riding had you done before setting out, uh, earlier this year?
1: So I had done basically every bit of biking I had done in my life. Well, yeah, like primarily outside of childhood memories was related to triathlon training. It was just like, I want to do an iron man and I have to bike to do that. It was biking was not a part of my life besides that. And so I did like a two, two night uh kind of like trial test run. Um, mm-hmm. I was in Austin, which was amazing. Uh, the, the, the te- like there's some nice state parks outside of Austin. So, so that was good. I, completely screwed up the second day of that um where i got stranded with no food you realize once you're about like 10 miles outside of austin that texas is in certain places like a barren wasteland of re like there's no resources anywhere like you're in just like ghost town after ghost town with no supplies and so I ran out of food and water the second day I tried doing this and luckily like found some kind of trail angels that were also doing a bike tour. I have no idea who they were. They were just, it was my first experience of like trail angels on a bike and, uh, they like helped me out and gave me a little bit of food and just kind of nursed me back to life. And like, that was definitely an awakening. Um, but I, I really had no, prior experience with any of this stuff like i but i i do have i don't know i just like everyone's got just their their tendencies in life and like mine i think at least for these last like 5 or so years has been to just be like maybe it's from a place of ego or whatever but it's like if i'm doing something like i'm going all the way in on it and i'm not like i'm not like i would have struggled to just do like a week-long bike tour you know like I just like it's like no like I'm pretty it's almost like an addict's behavior like I'm, I've never had addiction problems but like it's I just I don't know I was just like you only live once and like I don't know my dad's also an entrepreneur so like he, he very much I mean he's 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 we had a lot of ups and downs and but he's always been a pretty ambitious guy, and it's just like you know what, like you get one try at life. Just don't do small. Don't do it small. You know, like go for it, whatever it is. If you're to go, it. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna go travel by conventional means, like go travel, go to every freaking corner of the universe that you can. And if you're gonna do a bike tour, like in America, like go see like the highlights go see everything go do everything you can because you you get one shot at this right so i just went for it knowing like you know i'd read enough blogs online to see like there's a bunch of old old guys and gals that have done this and if they can do it i can do it and yeah i mean i just that was my background and i just I think the Ironman training helped a lot like that there it's such a kind of corny saying that they have the slogan is like anything is possible for Ironman and it is it is a bit cringe but at the same time there's a lot of truth to that I think if I could like recommend it's uh again like recognizing the privilege that I've had to even be able to do in Ironman it's so uh time and money intensive like the barrier to entry is so high to do a triathlon let alone like a big iron man but i do think if you can afford it and you have the resources to do it it's it's one of the best ways to endow yourself with that mentality of like what you thought was possible is complete like it's it's so it is it will open mental pathways that are just like really mind blowing, honestly. It's like and I think that applies not to just to Iron Man, but to other ultra distance stuff too. It's just of course it's a crazy, grueling physical thing, but it's the mental side that is just like I I mean like it just makes you so much more open to crazy ideas and crazy people. It's like, and, and, and just breaking conventional wisdom, like, because it, I just think it's, it's, it just makes it easier to see like, okay, what I think, what, what another person is doing with their body or with their life, if they are saying like verbally, if it's what they're saying sounds crazy to me, it's a lot easier to just kind of question my own intuition and thinking like, well, maybe this person's onto something, like Mm you know? Um, But that's kind of a bit of a diversion from talking about bikes and I guess, like my preparation for this, but it, it, it all just goes back to like go big or go home. And the more, the bigger, the thing that you try to tackle is like the more you kind of, just have to believe in it and it reinforces that mentality
0: well and you speaking of making the thing bigger you made it i mean you were working for a good cause while riding which it was is that an extension of the the marathon fundraising or
1: yeah yeah that, so, so that was, was that was uh that was related so like when i started doing when I did the ch- was a charity runner. Basically, I got involved through this organization called Achilles that i had mentioned, like helps athletes with disabilities. And I was, fig- I figured, like, I'm doing this big trip, and it's kind of a, gr- it's just a great excuse. Like, why, why the hell not? Like, why? I mean, it's, it's one of the most unique things that I'll ever do in my life. Like, it's such a good opportunity. Like there's no reason not to pay it forward a little. And I was thinking like, you know, I've been fortunate enough to not have been like, had personal experiences with cancer or um, family members dying of other diseases and stuff. Like, and of course that inevitably will be part of my life. But when I think about like successful fundraisers, for me, it's just like, it's gotta be personal. Like first and foremost, it's gotta be, appeal to like my lived experiences and just thinking about this trip and the origins of it it was like well if I didn't go to that you know early um like group run they have group runs with Mm -hmm. disabled athletes and like if, if I didn't do that back in 2018 there's no like it just I was just kind of tying all these events together and it was like if that didn't happen if I didn't do the New York marathon, then I probably wouldn't have done that Ironman. And then I wouldn't have done any of this stuff. So I was like, you know, I haven't been super involved with this organization, but if I'm thinking back of like my origins with all of this, Achilles is like kind of a foundational piece of it all. And so I figured like do fundraiser. Of course, I kind of naively set the goal at 50 grand which ironically is the same goal that you had um for eyes up and like yeah i mean it It was good i think the the fundraiser was an interesting I, i'm glad i did it and have been doing it like i'm right now kind of just in holding period with it where i finished the trip and i was just i need to <laughs> you starting school doing. and moving yeah and i was just i've been buying blessed. furniture Month or so, just been like, I need to just relax a little and, like, just just revisit at the right time. Yeah. But um, where was I going with this? Like, yeah, I mean, I just I figured like fifty grand, why not not go? Like, just just go for it. And of course, it's a lot harder than I had anticipated. But I don't have any regrets about doing that because it was like, I mean. I I believe in like action and doing stuff and act like hyperactivity to a fault, you know. It's like even if you tra- if if you try something and you don't raise 50 grand at least immediately, it's like well, at least you tried. If you didn't if you if I didn't do any of it, I mean I guess maybe maybe there would have been other benefits or something, but it's like why not try? So Totally. I mean, right now we're at like a little over thirteen grand, which is still a ton of money. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, dude. Yeah, and like, I don't know. I guess I it it, it was very as as you can relate. It's it, this stuff is very hard, and I'm very impressed by what everything you've done. I mean, it's that was one of the first things when I met you at Rag was Like, dude, like, how how am I gonna raise all this money? How like, there's no way I'm gonna be able to do this like by the time my trip ends and I think you just like really helped ease my nerves about that a little bit when, when we talked. Um, so yeah,
0: here I am, you know, 14 months after, uh, official and still working on it. So,
1: yeah, well, no, I mean, I'm, I'm seriously so impressed and also shout out to Quinn for connecting us, but
0: Yeah, well, Um, I meant to mention in the beginning, I saw Quinn last week at a a wedding in Utah. Yeah, I I totally meant to mention that uh, I I was going to be chatting with you, but it's a busy time.
1: No, (laughs) no, that's great. Um, Yeah, but no, like that was when I first met you. I was like, just amazed. I mean, how small the world is. Like, I think we talked about Sir I was like. What are the odds that two guys of like the same age from like neighboring towns did this kind of thing?
0: Yeah, pretty much direct parallels.
1: Yeah. And inside. then we
0: meet in the middle of Iowa.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Which I want to talk about that as well. Like what? So, Ragbri, the week long tour across Iowa with. 40,000 people or however many people it was what was that like going from you know riding pretty much solo for most of the time to that yeah
1: I think Brag Bride was definitely one of the highlights of of my trip it uh I mean where do I even start you know it's like I I had planned this thing when I first started back in March or April when I was starting to do my excel spreadsheeting of where do I want to get like, what are the, what's going to be like the greatest hits of where I'm going to be able to go on this tour. And it was like the Pacific coast, like the national parks out West. And then once you got East of kind of like the badlands, it was like, well, there's a big stretch of Prairie pretty much starting, starting in the badlands and going East basically until I hit Chicago where I also have a bunch of family and friends. So I was looking forward to that. And I was like, I gotta have something to look forward to. And anyone that's like planned a big bike tour like this, I think has heard about rag Bri most likely. Um, It's just something that is, it's, it's, it's just part of this world. Right. Yeah. I was like, all right, well I got to make, I'm looking at the Excel spreadsheet. I'm like, I this kind of might work perfectly based on the dates, if if it everything goes according to plan. And so I plan like from the beginning, like I'll try to do Ragbrai. If it doesn't work, if I have some some kind of diversion or want to go somewhere else, like I'll I'll do. You know, I I won't be heartbroken, but just week by week as the the miles kind of piled up it was it was like more and more within reach and I ended up arriving in Sioux City like two or three days before the start of RAGBRAI which was wow. perfect because it was like and and that was like totally I mean I I didn't have to do like any centuries before before really to get there it was just like I mean I did do a couple centuries but not out of like oh I need to get to RAGBRAI. right you weren't sprinting in a rush yeah I know like natural pace kind of took me got me there two or three days before and so i'm there and it was just like i was i was so happy to be there and it was like i mean rag rag, 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 rag i think is i think it's like truly one of the best spectacles of humanity that there is in the whole world like it is it's not. It's not the easiest thing. This year was really hot. Um, and a lot of miles too. A lot of miles. It's freaking hot, but it's also a party. It's like it's everything. You know, it's like it's a party. It's hard. It's people. Uh, there's def- definitely skews probably like older white dad demographic, but there's also all kind. Of, like I was kind of surprised by how diverse it was the different bikes you'd see you'd see like people on rollerblades on those big like unicycles like just what a what an experience I mean I think I did a uh like for, from the standpoint of of going from being alone for all that time to then going right into into this giant festival with like and meeting, I mean, and then meeting you and your buddies, like, was just, like, and and another insane, like, just this crazy surprise that, like, added another layer to it. So it was, like... That wasn't
0: even in the beginning. That was, like, halfway through the week.
1: Yeah, I don't even remember,
0: like, what the... Like, I don't... How that happened. I guess Quinn must have... Quinn, I think, had just seen on Instagram that, or, like, knew that we were both doing it and was like here we go connection time yeah
1: yeah exactly classic so, quinn my favorite honestly probably my favorite part one of my one of my favorite memories of rag Bri was when we first met when we were sitting in that spot on the hill above. yeah that was amazing
0: yeah like, just like getting to see everything going on below yeah, yeah. The city operating
1: oh my goodness man
0: that was yeah because i was just like still
1: at that point trying to meet people like in the festival like that it's like if you go alone it's like uh you're gonna meet random people but it's always kind of you socially you're kind of like trying to figure out like all right like what are the groups of people that i know here you know um, did you
0: did you know anyone going into it that was oh no, i didn't you just showed up and was like all right here we go Yeah,
1: well i mean you do a solo trip like this and inevitably you get comfortable meeting random people right so it was all going to be super spontaneous and i also think like the trip that i had done helped with this like a couple years ago where it was like traveling alone you just have to meet random people i think people just we just have an innate need at least i i do and people in general do i think have like an innate need for social interaction and so if you go by yourself somewhere like that's only going to last so long eventually you're going to have to like talk to people otherwise you just go crazy so um so that was very easy on ragbri and like i met actually a big group of guys um the first night at like one of those concerts they had i was just standing there and some guy like from wisconsin named mitch he uh he just seemed like a fun guy and we were hanging out and chatting next thing you know like two other dudes are hanging out with us next thing you know it's like just 10 of us or something like and then they we were all like kind of similar demographic similar age we were partying together all week like But it wasn't like I need to hang out with these people at all times. It was just like I'm in a group text with these guys. I'll see them see see them like I don't know every day, every other day probably. And similar deal with like your group of buddies. So it's just cool to like have a couple different random groups of people there. (laughs) You'd like I'd be riding alone at at some points and I'd just see see like you your buddies or them be like you know like
0: what like uh, of course you're gonna see each other but in a sea of thousands of cyclists like it feel it felt at least to me like i saw people i knew more frequently than i should have given the odds for sure and like it is kind of crazy by the end of the week like you
1: have people that you just start seeing again and again it's like oh like this guy or this gal i I also thought that the I think the Air Force part of it is one of the coolest things like this idea of like there's going to be like 80 of these Air Force people there to like support everyone that gets a flat tire. It's like such a cool like microcosm of the world. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, that these Air Force guys and, and some gals like have your back, you know, it's like. It's this little, it's just this little world that is like so, I don't know, I guess there are a lot of festivals like, that. well, there's nothing like Rag Bride, but just from the standpoint of like the structure of the festival and everything, it's just, it's amazing. And, and to the small world uh, part of it, like, did I tell you about, I, I may have mentioned this guy, like, basically, when I got on warm showers when I started planning this because it uh it's just in similar to rag ride something you just hear of when you're planning this stuff and anyway i never thought my parents in a million years would, would want to host anyone on warm showers and then sure enough some i get a message i like i was moving so i put my address as my parents address and mm-hmm. so i got a request from this guy being like i'm on a tour and Florida can I stay with you like I'm going through St. Petersburg where my parents live it's like sorry like this is actually my parents address but like I'll ask and see if they'll host you and I asked and like to my surprise my mom was down for it and so this guy and the other thing was like his background was like he went to Indiana like he lived in Chicago his kids went to Indiana which is where I went to college Uh uh-huh I told my parents, I was like, can you help this guy out? Like, he seems like a normal, nice guy, whatever. So he he stayed with them. And then I thought, you know, apparently it went well and everything, like, nice guy. And then that was that. I didn't think of it for the next, like, six months. And then I'm riding on Ragbrai, and I see a guy wearing this, like, Cutters shirt, which is just like a mm. reference to the Little 500 at, at Indiana, which is like a big bike race there. And anyway, so I just this guy like you I'm sure you had a million of these conversations that week it's just someone riding next to you that's like hey first rag brah like where are you from you know like you ever done a bike tour before that kind of kind of stuff so I'm I just see this guy in this basically Indiana shirt we're talking he's like starts just going through things he's like yeah like I got a couple kids I went to Indiana I like did this bike tour in Florida in February. And as he's st- listing more of this stuff, the dots are connecting. I'm like, dude, like, is is your name Bob? <laughs> no he's way. Like, yeah, man. It's like, dude, you stayed with my parents in Florida. And he did. It was So that was the guy. That's unreal. Right? Yeah, just wild. Do you remember also there's a guy... He's pretty recognizable. He wore, he would ride in a hockey helmet. There was an old guy riding on rag Rai right, in a hockey helmet. Okay. He he was you couldn't miss him. If you saw him, you'd know. Did he anyway. have a unique
0: bike or was it kind of like a um
1: normal? he was really old and kind of senile, honestly. Um mm. but like not not, not jumping out of it, but he, he wore this hockey helmet for his bike uh for his yeah. setup. And anyway, we were, we, we were like the other group of guys I was with, like, they were talking, we were just kind of having a laugh at this guy's like wearing a hockey helmet, like good for him. Anyway, I get back from this trip and there's this guy who I met before I did any of this. Like when I was planning, I basically somehow got connected to a guy who did the trans am, uh, with his dad who had Alzheimer's and he wrote a book about it. And so I, bought the book and it's called like 300 conversations across America. The guy's name is Kari Loya. And so I'm reading this book after my trip is over. And basically the point of the book is it's just like little snapshots, quotes of conversations that he had. It's like kind of a coffee table Mm -hmm. picture book, but also like there's the story of their trip. And one of the, uh, (laughs) One of the stories that he has is this, and he did this at trip in twenty eighteen. I want to say, and one of the stories that he has, one of the pictures is this guy in the hockey helmet.
0: No I'm way! Just like,
1: dude, I, I met this guy on Ragbri. Wow! No, so it's just like the bike touring world is a very small world, even though it covers a lot of ground and you can do it anywhere. Um, but yeah, Ragbri was just kind of part and parcel of that. Just. What an what an experience, man!
0: So how was so Ragbri was the f- last week of July, and then you had about a month of riding after that. What was the transition yeah. out of Ragbri to the end of your long trip?
1: Well, so I made it to Chicago. I took a couple days off in Chicago. I was sick as a dog, which definitely happened because of Ragbri. Um, Not surprising. I was really sick in Chicago took a few days off hung out with friends here that was amazing um and then the stretch the stretch between chicago and new york was like it was and i had thought it would be this way going into it it was like this is this is the time where the end is in sight and you just send it like get to new york like just go for it i mean not necessarily in a mileage standpoint but just in like like you can you can taste the end and you gotta it just changes your mentality about it right yep but i also like because of the flexibility i had in my planning like i did uh have you ever done the gap in cno or you know about it i definitely know about it i don't remember i don't think i wrote any of it yeah, so Appalachia, but you did go through Appalachia, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I think, and I think I texted you about this, like, I think no matter how you do it, if you're on a bike tour across America and you need to go through the Appalachians, like, that is going to be the hardest part of the trip. Like, that, no matter what region or part of it you're in, I think that is combination of the steepest hills and, like, some of the most poverty too so it's like you get this like and it is it is very beautiful but at least to me like there's nothing that compares to the mountain passes out west so like the beauty is nice but it's not i don't compare i really don't like i think out west is like just but that maybe that's just personal preference but like so i kind of lucked out in doing the gap in cno because what it is is like this toe path right that like essentially shields you from what you get off off of that toe path for a few like a mile in any direction and you're immediately climbing and not just like casual climbing like we're talking like 10 to 20 percent climbs like immediately um and so to not have to do that for five days and like to cut through most of there was definitely a couple
0: days where it was really crappy you can't you can't totally avoid it
1: yeah exactly but like i felt like i kind of almost i almost wussied out in a sense it was like i had it (laughs) and to be honest yeah but like i i also i didn't feel guilty about that I mean, I, I wouldn't have felt guilty about that anyway, but I did think that like the beginning of the trip was so grueling that I think I had kind of like earned that part of it. Like, cause I went northbound on the PCH at West. So you started, did you start in San Diego? I started in LA. Um, okay. I started again, like to the concept of like bookending it with, friends and family like I had my my brother's in LA my best friend is in LA right so like it was just like I gotta have something like there's something about these trips where it's like you do these trips alone but it gives you so much more appreciation of the the family and friends that you have in your domestic life like it just amplifies that so much. So, I, I I started out there, and I knew like going north. I knew there was going to be headwinds every day for the first month of the trip, pretty much, and they were, they were as bad as advertised, like maybe worse in some places. I had no idea how miserable that was going to be. Um, pro- like easily. Some of the worst parts of the trip, I'd say, were not like it's literally, it's not just like a headwind of like, oh, like it's a breeze. Bright, no, it's like it like, feels like you're behind a an airplane, like, and
0: the hills are no joke on the coast, either. Yeah,
1: yeah, it, it's a com, it was a combination of the hills and the headwinds. It's where it was like, anyway, so by the time I got to App- Appalachia, I was like, I will stay on the easiest. <laughs> flattest path I can possibly get. Um, and it was really pretty and you're spoiled. They got all the resources right there for you. All the rest stops or not rest stops, like restaurants. Yeah. And, um, all that stuff. So yeah, I mean, that bit was amazing. And then I had this massive knot in my stomach the day I got to New York. Cause I knew there were going to be like 20 or 30 friends of mine at this bar. And I got there early and I was going to just do this like sentimental kind of tour of New York and like just relive, you know, some of my favorite places there, go to bike around Central Park and stuff and just take it all in. Right. Like this was the last day of this journey. And I was just like, I had this moment where I was on the ferry going from the Jersey Shore into Manhattan where for some reason all these seats are facing the same way toward the front of the boat and I'm like got on late and I'm like looking facing maybe like 50 or 60 commuters on this boat. And I'm looking at them and just had this moment of like looking at these people and feeling so it felt just so crazy to be in this like mundane place after doing (laughs) the journey. I'm just sitting there like, this is just bizarre. Like, These like 50 or 60 people, everyone's got a story and they're all just there's that that word sonder of like every person has a life like as as unique and different as your own. And I'm sitting there just looking at these people like, yes, everyone's like going to this commute to whatever job they have. But it's like was kind of just a flashback of like all these moments of the last five months of like everyone is just so unique and it's just it's just it was just crazy man it was a trip so anyway from that point i got off of of this boat and had this sentimental day and this knot is building my stomach did i like invite the right people to this event like how are we gonna pay for all this stuff like logistically like should i have like you know, like gotten it just stupid logistical stuff, but I had this big knot. And then the second I got there, it was just euphoria, man. It was, it was just an amazing, amazing night that I, I will hopefully never forget. And just a reminder of like why I did all this stuff in the, to begin with, you know, to share this experience with friends and family and, celebrate with them it was just like i'm so happy i ended in new york because like yeah i mean these are my best friends like my my parents flew up for it like you know i have like you. Get, and as you get older you get all different friendships all over the world and stuff but like these are my high school buddies these are definitely my closest friends um and just to be able to share it with a lot of them was just like it was a dream man and yeah, I I uh I don't really know what to say. It was the best way to end a unforgettable 5 months of my life and now I'm you know looking forward I am not really dying to go do another bike trip right now um or any kind of crazy trips. Um, fair. <laughs> yeah, fair. I'm really just enjoying domestic life and i think part of the challenge for what's next is like the challenge of not doing one of these things like you know like it sounds kind of arrogant but in a way it's like doing these big trips is and maybe we talked about this during rag ride but like it's um it's it's oddly now become something that's comfortable for me where like going and Going if I was going to like go climb Mount Everest or something like it sounds ridiculously arrogant to say like that's something that I'd be comfortable doing. But like I now mentally am at a place where I'm kind of like, okay, like this is actually familiar and comfortable to me. What's a bigger challenge and it is actually like pursuing a life that is more true to like the things that I value and that is I think sometimes at odds with the idea of like going climbing Mount Everest like the the idea is like to channel this and the challenge really is to like find joy and be able to settle down and like have a home life that I'm proud of and to not just necessarily be like in 2 years I'm taking off again <laughs> you know right, like right. it's like it's like an ongoing Um, process and I don't know maybe hopefully someday I'll I'll get back out there again but right now I'm 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 just embracing this period of like like bring these experiences back into into a domestic life that you that I I want to have you know Um, so yeah I mean that's kind of that's
0: kind of covers
1: like at least so, yes, New York to, or I would in New York,
0: but. So what, okay. So you finished riding, you had the big celebration in the city at a place that you know and love. What was, what were the first few days of not riding? Like, what were you doing and how was your mental state? Cause the, the transition out, yeah. I think was hardest for me.
1: Yeah. I, I honestly, like what can i say i i went to new york i was i basically I had one day after the trip to just like hang out do abs- i i from what i remember i was honestly like did absolutely nothing like i stopped i'd been writing every day like journaling i stopped uh-huh. doing, i stopped writing for like 10 days or something i was just like i'm not doing anything like i I had this grand plan of, like, when I was done, I was going to, like, lock myself in a cabin somewhere and, like, record everything, like, write a book or something, which I still might want to do at some point. But I think I really just decided to be, like, you need to just take it easy. Like, take it easy on yourself for however long. School helped a lot because I basically it was, like, I can kind of do nothing for 10 for how for a few days because I know at the end of like in two weeks I have to be at school. So I think that helped mentally to not like get the blues or anything. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't remember. Like I must've just chilled, hung out with my parents, like didn't do much, man. Just, enjoyed it just was grateful to have a bed like a bed to sleep in for me i'm super sensitive sleeper so like yeah that was that was
0: amazing do you have a a rough sense of what your breakdown was for sleeping on the trip
1: probably 60 to 70 percent camping 20 to 30 percent warm showers or 20 to 20 to 30 percent warm showers and everything else was like uh if I got really miserable, I'd get a hotel. So, yeah, that was probably like 5%. I don't know. Very, uh, only just a handful of nights. That's dude, a lot I, of camping. I know, man.
0: Well, I'll let you go shortly. I had a couple questions that I yeah. wanted to kind of close out with. Uh, For sure,
1: man. No, dude, this is great. This is my first first pod about the trips so.
0: well it's been fun to hear you talk about the the whole experience just kind of like where your mind goes as you're talking through things you know, yeah, I know. i'm i've been babbling i'm sure <laughs> well there's so much and i have a hard time with this too is like there's so much that you take in and experience on a trip like this and yeah. to distill it into a couple sentences is impossible so like naturally yeah. while you're sharing one thing your mind's gonna be like yeah, oh, i know i know it's hard to stay focused like you could you could write three bibles worth of information probably yeah. on your experience dude i totally feel you man do you while well, speaking of distilling into an obnoxiously small amount of yeah. uh sentences do you have a favorite memory or experience from the trip um well everyone
1: said that going to the sun road and glacier was going to be the best part the best day of the trip I also didn't even plan on going to Glacier at the beginning, but it was one of those things and being like nimble and agile with the planning. I was just looking at it and like, I'd say once a day, every, every week or two, I'd take a rest day and just like maniacally look at the next like week or two or threes route planning. And at one point I was like, all right, I have more time. I got to st- i like glacier just seemed amazing and uh everyone's like yeah going to the sun road i met probably five or ten bike packers that had done it before and every one of them was like this is it's just as good as it gets pretty much and i was like all right whatever like i'm gonna manage my expectations going in and it was it was that good it was it's just like, have you been to glacier no dude it's it's special man it's uh i woke up at 4 a.m like to go basically ride during sunrise because the it's this it's this road that like cuts through the center of the park it's like the road and not like yellowstone where people are like well i don't know i basically the, the it's super busy so they close it to bikers from 11 to 4 so I was like, all right, I'm going to get up at sunrise at four. I got up at four, was on the road by five. And I went at sunrise. There was like almost no one on the road. And it was this just this day I had the road completely to myself. Um, It just had this realization, this like overwhelming joy of just like joy to be in nature at this place that is like truly sp- world-class like it is it's just such a such a special part of the world man like there's got to be no more than like i don't know well i guess there's a lot of really pretty places but this this <laughs> this, this the more you travel the more you learn like nothing's that unique but Oh, man, it's wonderful. So that was just, like, probably the most joyous part. And, yeah, I mean, that, like, arriving in New York, what were the other highlights? Like, there's just so many, man, it's crazy.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that kind of gets it. It's, like, the thing that hits you first, which is yeah. what you just said. Yeah,
1: I could go on and on for totally.
0: What was your, I mean, that's a lot of days on the road to figure out food and everything. What was your go-to food or snack that you maybe are tired of now or maybe not?
1: Dude, I ate like a pig, man. I ate like just this, whatever the easiest stuff was to go down. So, you know, I, I guess I'd like to get in those bagged salads at the grocery yeah. store. That was helpful because it's just like, really, it's not messy. You can just I you eat the entire thing um had that like it's helped to have that really long ultralight spork that i had because you get like all the way into oh the yeah out. yeah that was really good i highly recommend those um at the beginning when it was colder those freeze-dried meals were like a godsend i loved those i also had a routine of oatmeal when it was colder out the problem was as it gets hotter throughout the sun like there was kind of three climates throughout the trip. Early on, it was like cold and rainy. Well, not it was, it was cold. It wasn't that rainy. Cold and kind of dry, then like mild and dry, and then like scorching hot. And like once it became scorching hot, I left when I got to Chicago, I left all of my warm weather or my like warm stuff there. I left my jet boil so because like the last thing you want to do when it's hot I was boil water you know? <laughs> yeah. so I yeah but but now oddly enough I've like whipsawed back I'm like trying to be vegan now at least in my apartment um and I've really liked that I just I love like being able to prepare vegetables and like that's been another part that's just like it just gives you so much joy when you get back from this one of these trips. It's like just the ability to have a kitchen and like cooking supplies and like to be able to make even simple stuff. It's just like life changing. It's so great, great, man. And I hope, I hope this like joy just never goes away. It's so nice.
0: (laughs) Well, you'll at least be able to remember the joy. Hopefully. Yeah, man, of course. And then last, last thing, Eric, so going forward, I mean, I know you're in school for two years. Do you have you, what's, do you have any plans for the the nonprofit that you've been fundraising for or anything in that world that you're still kind of percolating on? I know you're still working on the fundraising, but
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I've like basically just done it. from the second that I got to the fish market in New York, I kind of have just like stopped thinking it. Like I just need it. Like, my brain is very much just, like, I'm either all in on something or I need to just stop. Like, it's not. It's very hard for me to just be, like, casually going about it. So, for the fundraiser, like, I got to think through it more. Like, I'm back going back to the point that I made about I had a phase of my life, like, leading into this bike trip and before it, I think, where I was, like, maybe I was trying, maybe I had to prove something to myself or something. It was like, I gotta like do the big, biggest, baddest thing. Like do an like do an Iron Man, do like these big Herculean efforts. And I don't know. Now I just, now I just feel like I'm at a phase of my life where I've, I'm kind of at peace with like, I don't need to i don't need to like I, if i want to do something i want to do it for the right reasons and not just because like oh it's this big big challenge and like i gotta do this big challenge you know it's like it's okay to just like be be like calm down a little you know yeah. um so totally. i guess yeah with regards to the fundraiser we'll see like i i haven't decided one way or the other if i'm gonna like keep kind of pounding the pavement for it i know it's obviously an amazing cause um it's really just selfishly like you know i've got other things going on and we'll see i i think i have to decide at some point if i'll continue and if i do like the good thing about these trips is like it really gives you the confidence to know like it's doable man and you're you're a great example too
0: i you've got to lean on for that well, you're very kind. Well, <laughs> we're yeah are too, man. been working on it for a while. Um, so okay, so kind of TBD. Where can people find updates on where you are at, and also see pictures from your trip?
1: Well, right now it's nowhere. Like I deleted my Instagram. You did? Yeah, I deleted my Instagram, and I'm very happy that I did that. uh oh, um, tell me more. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I was like, it just—I just, I just got, I got exhausted by it, man. It was just like every time I go on the, I just, it, the algorithm is not good. Like it's, it's built, it's, it's built to show you unhealthy, toxic things. At least for me, for me, I could, I, I felt I cannot use this in a healthy way. I need to cut it off um so i did but so you deleted the
0: app or you deleted your account i deleted
1: the account and i have all these pictures just like sitting on my computer now but yeah i mean i guess as far as like if anyone would want to get in touch with me like shoot me an email my email is eled34 at gmail um yeah but i don't know i mean i'm i'm pretty pretty low-key on the internet so Now that I don't have Instagram. So you've been happy with the decision. Sorry. What'd you say? Sorry. Did you ask if I was happy with the decision? Yeah. No, I was. I, or I am. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's been amazing. It's been, I'm so happy. I wish I had honestly done it earlier, but I also don't like think that anyone that like, it's just, it was right for me. But, but yeah, other than that, I mean, also like, that link i have the link tree that has like information about the trip and those oh right right them. so yeah i mean that's a good way if, if anyone's interested in reading some existential meanderings sweet trip but yeah man
0: well thanks for sharing some of your story eric dude thanks for listening to uh, me go on and on about it Well, there you have it. Thank you so much for listening to that conversation with Eric, my new friend, who I met three months ago in central Iowa. Like I said in the beginning and like he mentioned, Eric is fundraising for Achilles International and he could really use some support. So please consider making a contribution. I will leave a link in the podcast notes so you can go make a contribution. Any amount makes a difference. It's a really great cause. And I'm just so glad to know Eric and to have had this time with him. Hopefully you enjoyed hearing about his journey, how he got where he is, and some of his takeaways that he's had in his life uh, since growing up in Connecticut. And I don't actually know if we talked about it, but we grew up very close to each other in southwestern Connecticut. I never knew him. I also never knew Quinn, and he grew up in the same town as Eric. That's how they know each other. But the world connects you to other people in mysterious ways it's just fantastic thanks for listening stay tuned make sure you subscribe to the eyes up hump day treats newsletter so you don't miss any updates and we'll talk again soon thank you so much have a good day bye bye.